0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to some more early morning barking podcast talking about BPD and MPD by somebody that has both. So, then, first episode under the bell. I'm never happy with how these things go, and we'll rejig things around and have a look at stuff now because I yeah, just. I'm it's that MPD thing, isn't it? Nothing's ever good enough. Nothing's ever right. I could always have done it better and that kind of thing. So I'm going to continue to moan about stuff like that as we go on. So just, just pre-warning for you there. Anyway, this, this week is about uh, favorite people, which is a big deal. Uh, this is a big topic. And uh, I'm, I'm interested to see how well I, I covered it. By the way, right, the, the new plan, blatantly the best idea. Uh, for this show is to do it where I don't re-listen to the old video until after I've done this intro. So as I record this right now, I have no clue what I said a year ago. It could have been anything, it could be total garbage, I may have only scratched the surface, so I don't know. But favorite people is is just such a huge thing. And I, I still have problems with it now. I'm going through something with it as I record this, actually. Um, and so I, I clearly don't have any answers. So we'll see what I had a problem with at the time. Anyway, let's check out this. This is the BPD and favorite people uh, video from the Early Morning Barking YouTube channel. You know why we're here now. <coughs> Today, I wanted to talk about the concept of favorite people. Uh, people with BPD have favorite people. And it's quite an odd concept. So the reason why this actually overlaps is because a lot of the problems that I'm going to talk about, uh, relating to sort of the main indicators of BPD are, are more greatly amplified when it comes to these people. Um, I don't know what makes us choose our favorite people. Some people just have one. Some people have several. I think I have five or six. Um there seems to be an element of not quite hero worship but admiration involved a sort of aspirational quality i wish i had this element of this person about me that kind of thing um that that's kind of what it's like and and so these people that we put upon this pedestal for for whatever reason have the ability unbeknown to them to make or break us at any given moment and it can come from the the slightest of things just all of our energy goes into thinking about what these people think about us how's my relationship with so and so that's that's the most important thing. Do they still like me? And we overanalyze absolutely every single interaction with these people and every interaction that we see them having with other people. And that's the kind of shit that leads you down the road of do they like me? What about that thing they said? Were they really smiling when they said that? Did I fuck that up? Did I say the wrong thing? They don't really like me. God, I'm such an idiot. And it just goes on and on and on. And with these favorite people that is amplified by a million times. It's certainly not a romantic thing. It's not a sexual attraction thing. It's there's nothing like that involved with it. It is purely a... I don't know. That's that's the wondrous of the wondrous stuff with this. I don't really know. I can tell you what it's like for me. And it is very much like you pick your own group of cool kids and you want to be with the cool kids. That's that's kind of what it's like, but it's totally in your own head. It's totally made up and it, it only works for you. Um, I know that people who have one favorite person have a lot of trouble with that, which I I can totally understand. You're pouring so much of yourself into this relationship with this other person and they haven't asked for it. They don't want it. They don't necessarily know what's going on. All they know is you're kind of really clingy and there all the time. And when it's just one person, that you see regularly, maybe it's somebody you work with, maybe it's a family member, maybe it's a housemate or something like that. When it's somebody that you actually have unlimited access to, that must be a nightmare for the person that we latch onto. And again, that sort of builds up into our fears about what other people think about us and that kind of thing, because we know we're doing it. But we don't know how to find that level of correct interaction. Do you you know what it reminds me of? Years and years ago when I was a kid, I was taken to some sort of science museum somewhere. There are many science museums in many places, but what, what stuck in my mind was a particular little computer game-based exhibit they had that was all about showing you how you can't consciously do the things that your brain does as your brain does them. So it was sort of setting up a a control of here's a man and let's make him walk across the screen. And as he's doing that, you're going to control his breathing and his muscle function and all this. There's a button, a slider for everything. And it starts and the man falls over and dies because you can't do what your brain does on a regular basis. You can't consciously take control of that and remember, breathe in, breathe out with everything. That just happens automatically. And I sort of view other people's ability to socially interact as that bit. That's the bit you don't think of. You just know, you just are not too much or not distant. It's just how people interact. And I feel like the BPD has you running that stuff on manual. And you can't possibly keep up with it all. You, you're not supposed to be controlling it, but you've got no choice because there's no, there's no auto control for it. And so it makes you a bit much and excitable and or distant. The, the complete opposite, when you're worried that you've been too much for people. And so to have all that concentrated on one favorite person, because I've just remembered I was talking about favorite people, that's a lot. And the way to sort of deal with it is easier said than done, because you sort of have to learn a couple of skills here. First of all, you've kind of got to learn that manual control over yourself. And the, the good news with that is that it becomes learned behavior in the end. Right? You don't have to work at it forever. What you learn with the manual control will eventually just take over and become that automatic control. Okay, so you can learn your way out of it. How much of what you have to do to do that will depend on your particular situation and how you are. And I suppose it wouldn't hurt if you're lucky enough to have people around you that can honestly tell you this stuff. Right. It's difficult to take, but I wonder how useful it would be to be able to sit down with a friend and have them be able to say without fear of causing upset and offense, you know, on that day when you did that thing, that was a bit much, dude. That is helpful. And that learning that kind of thing is, is is a benefit you get from group therapy, from being able to talk these things through with other people and compare behaviors and that kind of thing. So you can learn your way out of it, but you have to take the reins for a little bit, which can be, extremely daunting and difficult. And I'm not pretending that I've got some magic solution for how you do that. I'm I'm doing my best as I am. And so it's like I know what you're supposed to do, and I'm sort of doing it. I'm the fat guy doing the workout, but I haven't lost the weight yet. That's that's what it is. Consequently, I'm also that, but that's by the by. So favorite people. If you are somebody's favorite person, and I wonder how many people will see this and go, shit, he means me, doesn't he? I'm sorry. Really, I am. You don't pick it. It just is a thing. Right? If you are somebody's favorite person. (sighs) Assuming you want to be nice and help people, because look, we we do people's heads in. I totally understand. It's difficult. And I could completely understand somebody for not wanting to to put up with it. It is it truly is somewhat of a burden. But. If you are, if you are willing to help and, and try and be. Positive in the whole thing. The, the best thing to do is to understand and not get frustrated. Try and be honest, try and be clear about things. On the one hand, I want to say, like, just be aware of how even the smallest thing you do can destroy somebody. But on the other hand, that's not your responsibility. It's actually not. I don't see that as your responsibility. If I'm having irrational feelings about your behavior, that's not you. You aren't doing anything wrong. You don't have to necessarily change your behavior. Me changing my behavior is what's important. So be honest. Be open. Be able to talk about it. Don't put up with shit. Don't let somebody make your life miserable for you because you're their favorite person. Um, But at the same time, I think try and understand that the other person is hopefully working through and trying to fix these problems. It's more like give, give them a chance to fix it sort of thing and don't get... Angry at them personally, because the chances are they know what they're doing and don't want to be doing it any more than you want to be going through it. Um, It just feeds into that whole theme of generally be kind, be tolerant, try and understand what somebody else is going through. And at the same time, we try and do the same thing. It's very difficult, but hey, it's all about trying and getting better, isn't it? And you've got to talk about this stuff, otherwise it doesn't get any better. It just gets swept under the carpet for years. Okay, then. Well, that's that's pretty much it. Favorite people will be mentioned again. It's sort of a tiny thing, but it's important to know at the beginning, because, like I say, it is going to come up again. (laughs) Uh, I just want to say as well, before I go, thank you to everybody who gave me such. (laughs) (laughs) I was way off. Oh, my. Right. Okay. Okay. So first of all, I'm, I'm going to confess, I didn't even listen to all of that. I, I got a I, mic that slow and, and drone up. I'm going to try and speak faster from now on. So I, I have changed my stance on favorite people quite significantly since then, because I've been through a lot with it and it, it's been quite an eye opening experience. I've been in a situation where my favorite person has either. Right. I think clearly when I recorded that, there was a lot of sort of lockdown, woe and panic and and isolation and loneliness going on. Uh, I, I think there's a lot of references to missing friends in there and that sort of thing, which, which is still a thing, uh, because as I record this, you know, pandemic's still a thing. And, you know, but we're all getting together soon. It's going to be great. Uh, but I, I've had the chance to poke this thing a lot more. And look at it a lot more deeply. And I've I've gone through a situation where my favourite person has somewhat shifted from being one person to another, and it's been interesting. What I've come to to feel like, and and do you know what? As I say that, I'm wrong. It hasn't shifted from one person to another. It's spread from one person to another. I think there are now two. Um, and and I I've come to see these this situation is it's like having a human security blanket there's my new metaphor for favorite personing. it's a a human security blanket it it feels like someone that you need to be able to rely on and you do in your head and you're so worried about that situation falling apart that you you get obsessed and you overanalyze and you take things very sensitively and and that sort of thing but that's what it is it's it's the one it's the person or people that we, we fear abandonment from the most. The, the ones that we're clinging onto for dear life, like a life preserver in in a stormy sea, that kind of thing. It's, I I sort of feel a sense more of desperation about it these days. Maybe that's just me. Maybe that's how it's evolved for me. I I don't feel quite, Maybe I do to a certain extent. I mean, the, these people's words carry weight. And that's, you know, that's the feature of a, a favorite person and, and paying a lot of attention, wanting to know all of their activities and all of their movements and details and all of this sort of thing. And I, I don't know if it's obsessive, if it, if it's out of worry um, or, or what it is yet. But it's definitely still there. It's definitely a factor. And I I, I think it only... Felt for me like it went away a bit because it was very. It, we had a period where I, I had that favorite person and because of lockdown and the state of the world, that wasn't an issue, right? It's uh, favorite people only become an issue when they start living their own lives as independent people. And when you sort of trapped in a house with someone for 18 months, that's not happening anyway. Right. And when you're in a sort of codependent relationship, that's also not happening. So these things don't get poked. And so they don't get dealt with. Now, I'm, I'm, as I say, I'm currently going through a thing where I, I have a favorite person who is not as attached to me as I'm used to in terms of time and attention. Now, I don't have a genuine fear of this person abandoning me. I I don't really feel that's going to happen. I don't worry about that on a day to day, but I still have that. When I'm not getting that person's full and complete attention, I feel that abandonment and that panic when they're going away or not here and that sort of thing. And it's very unpleasant. I'm really sick of it, to be honest with you. I I have things to try sort of different coping techniques I've been it's been suggested to me that I I sort of write down the things that I know like I know this person isn't going to leave me I know this person isn't going to not love me anymore etc all all whatever it is that I'm fearing and then sort of take the time to sit and repeat these things to myself and that that sounds like a fairly good idea so as I sit here I haven't tried yet um, it hasn't come up too much And I'm sort of trying to also deal with it By engulfing myself in The idea of this person not being with me Because as as I've tried to say recently I think, you know, people are, are under no obligation to be with you You don't own them, you don't have 100% of their time They have lives to live They are independent people that don't exist to serve us and don't exist to make sure that we're happy at all times. So we have to be ready to deal with this these times when our favorite people aren't available to us. It's it's very distressing, but it's a fact of life. So whatever techniques are out there for dealing with that, that fear of abandonment, it's got to be worth a go for this because for me that's that's where a lot of the pain comes from a lot of the worry it's that it is a fear of abandonment and it maybe even a fear of of inadequacy or fear of anything that you feel is bad about yourself that might drive someone else away it's very easy as people with bpd to get hooked up on these things to to pay too much attention to what we think is bad about ourselves and we're not always right about these things being bad about ourselves we just get down on things And so this leads to all this fear and projection of this person's got to leave us. This person doesn't love us anymore. This person hates us secretly. This person would rather be with someone else. All of these things need to go away because they harm us and they serve no purpose. And they harm our self-confidence, our self-image. They stop us getting better. It's a shitter to live with it. And I, I wish I had some more conclusions, which is I, what well, I think I said at the end of the video, really. All I've come to learn over the last sort of year and a half is the structure works slightly differently than I thought it did. What these people mean to me, why I'm attached to them, it is different to what I think it is, but I've heard about lots of different ways of becoming attached to people, lots of different ways people become a favorite person and how it doesn't even necessarily need to be somebody that you know in person. I've heard of people uh, having favorite people of all kinds. And so anything is possible. I mean, these are just my experiences and are by no means the definitive version of, of what this experience is. So, uh, hop on over to the YouTube channel and write some comments. Let me know what you find this like. I'm interested because We're all different. Anyway, I'm going to stop prattling on now and leave you to it. I'll hopefully be back next week with another one of these. I've been ill. You might be able to tell from my voice. Um, And hopefully this is okay and I can talk again. So anyway, you take care. I'll see you later. Bye.